Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're an NBA fan, watching to see whether or not Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors gets suspended or not is a big deal. Because if he does, that the, the league is wide open. The defending champs will be out, I think. If he gets suspended mm-hmm. for stomping on another player last night. Past the prime. Their day is over, Jack. Every dynasty falls. Every civilization passes from the face of the earth. Oof. Long live the Warriors. They're through. I don't like that last one there. Steph Curry is going to be jacking up three-pointers from the logo for 500 teams at best. He's going to run out his career like OJ with the... Where'd OJ go? The Bills? 49ers. No, that's where he's... 49ers. That's right. Of course. Yeah. What's another good example? Joe Montana. He actually had some good years with the Chiefs. Hell yeah, he took him to the AFC Championship game. Before he got his arm snapped in two. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Joe Namath as a Ram. Right. Oh, a disgrace. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Ah, yes, the stomping. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> I'm surprised no word is out yet on that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so uh, often we will take a slightly different tone in hour four. Not always, but sometimes. And then... Get a little less rip from today's headlinesy, a little less controversy. At least that's the mood I'm in because there's so much outragey stuff we could talk about, and some of it we'll bring up tomorrow, like uh, a law 
in Washington State, which may be the most perverse and loathsome idea I've heard on the whole transgender thing ever. Wow. It is... My vocabulary fails me for how horrible it is. I'll, I'll describe it to you briefly in a little bit, and then, but I'm, I want to save it till tomorrow. Uh, but at any rate, I mentioned this briefly a few days ago. The Atlantic, oh my gosh, the Atlantic has a piece in their new issue about uh, mental illness and the care that's available and the care that's not available and what used to be available and how it changed and what a freaking tragedy it is. And I'll tell you what my takeaway is, and I used to be a card-carrying member of the ACLU. Many years ago, I supported that organization because I'm such a free speech advocate, and I believe minority opinions, even those that seem loathsome, need to be protected. They, uh, The ACLU is clearly a force for evil in today's world. They are horrible. They are defeating any compassionate effort to help profoundly mentally ill people. It's sickening. Anyway, that's a different topic. Another different topic for a different day. But the Atlantic, uh, I guess last month or whatever it was, had a bit of a whimsical sounding article um, about uh, does uh, ice cream keep diabetes away? Is ice cream actually good for you? And I thought, what the heck? Why don't I read this? <laughs> How much do you like ice cream? Some people are just crazy for ice cream. I like it, but it's never a... You know, in my like experience, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Michael, you're a big ice cream guy. Right? I am. Yeah, and yeah. I've known people like that. It's just like, oh, it is the thing. My son is kind of... One of my kids is like that. I like it so much, I can't have it in the house. Oh, really? Okay, so you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, love it. Just love it. I think it helps anyway. if you keep the lower non-fat around because it's not quite as good, so it doesn't make you... Because like, if I have the real full bore Haagen-Dazs, eh, it's pretty hard to resist that in the fridge. But yeah. the low-fat stuff yeah. is yeah, it's pretty good. No. Well, I, you know, I have the self-control to understand how little self-control I have. So, so if you were going to die today... Uh, mm-hmm. You could eat as much ice cream as you want. What what brand or flavor would you go with? I'm not saying because you'd mock me. Why would I mock I you about ice cream? I don't, I don't need your mockery. It's, it is, uh, Michael, it's a bit of an old man flavor. <laughs> oh, God. But, okay. but I've liked it since I was a child. As a child, I fell say, in love with what? You're going to say butter pecan, aren't you? Butter pecan. <laughs> I love it so much. So you would sit this afternoon... Bird watching, eating butter pecan ice cream. Yes. Okay. Yes. There you go. Absolutely true. Uh, my second choice, if they were out of butter pecan, first of all, I would weep bitterly because it's my last day on earth and they were out of butter pecan ice cream. Um, <laughs> I would go with the uh, one of the ultimate child flavors, which is Rocky Road. Oh, wow. With marshmallows and nuts, though. I like nuts and ice cream. Anyway. I think after uh, years of going different directions, I've come home to vanilla. Welcome back, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla is a delightful spice. What's the name of this article? How Re- did Nutrition van- Science's most preposterous result? It's called vanilla is a freaking flavor. How did it get tagged with? It's like nothing. Like, um, you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a better example than this, but people refer to vanilla sex, ordinary, bland. Vanilla is not ordinary and bland. It's a flavor. It's a really good flavor. 
Yeah, I think he's kind of a vanilla candidate, they say. Kind yes, of vanilla, yeah. ordinary and bland. What? Yeah. I don't get that. I love vanilla yeah. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Good vanilla ice cream. You oh, know yeah, what it is, yeah, Jack? Sure. You get a you know what it is? vanilla ice cream. That's a good exactly. ice cream. Exactly. For the longest time, corporate American factory mm. vanilla ice cream was crappy. That's it. If you eat like an off-brand, especially low-fat vanilla, it's nothing. It's got like no flavor whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You get like nice ground vanilla bean high-end ice cream. Holy cow! It's proof God loves us and wants us to be happy. <laughs> Hanson says he <laughs> likes sorbet. No butter pecan. Hanson likes sorbet. what? Yeah, that's what he said. What is it? Sorbet. Sorbet. Oh. You, you, and your raised pinky. You know what? <laughs> If we want your opinion, we'll beat it out of you. All right. Mint chocolate chip if I have to pick a flavor. Yeah, now, me too. Now back to what you're going with here. That is definitely my family's favorite ice cream flavor, including my three beloved children. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this Atlantic piece, it's uh, science's most inconvenient uh, result, I think they called it. Um, it goes into a I, study that I think was at Harvard. Yes. I hate this. This sort of thing drives me crazy, but go on. Oh, okay. Um, what you're about to do, what you're about to tell us. I've hated this since I was a little kid, but go on. What? What do you you know the answer already? Oh, you've talked about it a couple of times. You've hinted at it. I guess it. so. Yeah. So this uh this study came out with the fact that for reasons they couldn't quite nail down, uh and they looked at the eating habits of lots and lots and lots of people who ended up getting diabetes or didn't get diabetes. And it turned out that people who ate a moderate amount of especially lower fat ice cream were protected from getting diabetes uh, compared to people who didn't in significant numbers. I mean, not like it eliminated it by 80%, but it was a significant chunk of people. And the scientists thought, well, wow, that can't, I wonder. But they checked it, they rechecked the data, they normalized for they did the things statisticians do, and that result endured. Well, nutritionists didn't like that. So nobody talked about it. See, that's Uh, ridiculous. If you're a scientist, you're a person of numbers, tell us what is. Don't worry about the, don't think, well, I better not tell them that this is actually good for them because then they'll, they'll eat too much ice. That's not your freaking job. Drives me nuts, that sort of attitude. It's like the how in Europe they say, no, pregnant women can have a glass of wine. In the United States, we say zero because you can't trust me. The sort of person that is not going to follow your advice isn't listening to you anyway. So tell exactly. us what is. It's the same <laughs> thing they did through the whole pandemic. We better not tell them this or though that. No, tell us what's happening. Let us decide. So uh, for reasons of time, I'll make this part very short, but they they thought maybe it's a reverse causation. People who are on their way to, uh, well, let's see, uh, maybe some of the people in the study had developed health problems such as high blood pressure or elevated cholesterol and began avoiding ice cream on doctor's orders or their own, and that's what prevented them from getting diabetes. Hmm, It was reverse causation. That's an interesting idea. So they redid all their uh, calculations trying to incorporate that, and it reduced the effect a little bit, but it was still uh, statistically significant. They also found that yogurt had a similar effect, and that was when yogurt was so hot among nutritionists. So all of the press coverage Ah. and all of the other studies just said, does a yogurt a day keep diabetes away? That was the press release, all the press coverage, and they continued to pretend that the ice cream result didn't exist. 
But this group of other researchers thought, now, wait a minute, we've got to get to the bottom of this. And they looked at it every single way they possibly could, and they can't eliminate it. But still, nobody's willing to talk about it. It's like they figured out incest prevents heart disease. They just they can't even go there. Because ice cream is so obviously evil. Yeah, I, I just I hate that sort of attitude. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. You know what's the best well, thing for your alcoholism? A tall boy every night before bed. <laughs> um, so it gets into... um. Let's see. Do, do how much time do we Incest have? Maybe prevents heart disease. <laughs> now that's a controversial result. I might hold that one back. I'll hit you with a, a key quote. Then let's continue this discussion on the other side of a break. But the key quote is this, and this is the reason I bring this up. Once you start contemplating all the ways that cultural biases can seep into science. It doesn't stop at dairy-based desserts, folks. Oh, boy. If science, the world of science, and the scientific media, and then the general media will keep from you the knowledge that a little ice cream is probably good for you, they'll keep a hell of a lot of things from you. So more on that to come. Also, the biggest lie in the Inflation Reduction Act has been re-exposed I want to point that out, among other things. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 
Armstrong and Getty Show. I mentioned earlier how my bad attitude switched over the weekend after just a tiny bit of exercise, and I thought, man, I should try that more often. Uh, somebody texted this, this, claiming it's a Mark Twain quote. Of course, maybe, maybe it's not. I get all the exercise I need going to the funeral of my more ath- funerals of my more athletic friends. Did Mark <laughs> Twain actually say that? I'm not sure. It sounds, sounds like vaguely Mark Twain. familiar. I don't know. Wasn't he the guy who said golf is a good walk spoiled? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did he have any game? Could he break uh, 80? I don't know. So uh, getting back to the whole ice cream study thing, here's the point of it. Um, the problem with, uh, oh, they talk about that they can't figure out what's going on here, and they're not sure the results are legitimate, and they're thinking it, it may be this reverse causation thing. If you're just tuning in, don't worry. I'll, we'll get past it. The problem with this line of thinking, writes the author, is what's, once you start contemplating all the ways that cultural biases can seep into the science, it doesn't stop at dairy-based desserts. If the ice cream effect can be set aside, how should we think about other signals produced by the same research tools? I don't know what I believe about yogurt, this scientist told me. It's widely known that yogurt eaters, on average, are healthier, leaner, wealthier, better educated, more physically active, more likely to read labels, more likely to be female, and less likely to smoke or drink or eat Big Macs than never yogurters. You can't confidently adjust away all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. That. That. I find that sort of stuff really interesting. And I, I find this interesting as well. In 2004, the English epidemiologist Michael Marmot wrote, quote, scientific findings do not fall on blank minds that get made up as a result. Science engages with busy minds that have strong views about how things are and ought to be. He was writing about how politicians deal with scientific evidence, always concluding that the latest data supported their existing views. But he acknowledges that science uh, scientists aren't so different. Many stories can be told about any given scientific inquiry, and choosing one is a messy, value-laden process. A scientist may worry about how their story fits with common sense and whether they have sufficient evidence to back it up. They may also worry that it poses a threat to public health or to their credibility. If there's lesson, a lesson to be drawn from the parable of the diet world's most inconvenient truth, it's that scientific knowledge is itself a packaged good. The data, whatever they show, are just ingredients. Right. Man, when you get to surveys and you start to get into all the other possible contributing factors with anything, like the one we always use of, uh, I don't know if this is still true, but uh, it makes the point, uh, smokers are twice as likely to get divorced. Well, obviously, there's nothing about a cigarette that causes a divorce, but all the lifestyle things that might go into it. Well, that's true of everything that you get into with health. Right. It's so hard to tease that out, as the author was saying. So I'm not cynical about science. I'm skeptical about science. Of course, I'm skeptical about everything. But came across this in the New York Post. Um, uh, A Florida State University professor, Eric Stewart, resigned from his cushy taxpayer-funded job amid allegations that he'd simply made up data for a study purporting to show racism against blacks and Latinos in criminal sentencing. He just made it up. Aside from the moral ugliness of his alleged crime, falsifying data solely to stoke up racial resentment, it's a complete betrayal of university's mission. But Stewart's far from the only offender here. Uh, This Mark Tessier-Levine, neuroscientist now serving as the president of Ultra Elite Stanford, is being investigated for publishing papers with manipulated images in them. Four former Harvard cancer scientists had a paper in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences retracted for seeming data manipulation in February. 
Former Yale biologist Carlos Spurley was identified this month as a serial data faker by the Office of Research Integrity. That's a federal watchdog. Three top institutions, three major cases of professor, professorial scamming, all from just the first quarter of this year. And that's nothing to say of the so-called paper mills found in China, Iran, and elsewhere. Do you know about these? These are, quote, scuzzy commercial entities that generate papers based on shoddy, cooked, or outright fake data and shop them to reputable journals on behalf of the crooked authors in hopes of scoring a publication. Or the replication crisis, a beyond disturbing phenomenon across psychology, sociology, economics, and even medicine, in which the results reported in papers from august institutions can't be duplicated especially in the social sciences in psychology for instance oh yeah almost two-thirds of papers the results can't be replicated and that shocks me none in economics it's about 40 percent now that doesn't necessarily mean all the unreplicated papers were fakes but it doesn't say anything good about the data integrity right i think especially in the social sciences it says a lot about you want these results so bad you go with the ones that confirm your priors yeah, yeah, exactly. Plus, you know, publish or die is the uh, oh, yeah. the credo among academics. You've got to publish papers, and you go to these uh, paper mills in foreign lands that crank out crap with faked-up data. Nobody reads this stuff no. anyway. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, no, they but don't. But occasionally the, the press gets a whiff of it, and everybody hears about it, and the data's garbage. So it's tax day? We can run through some of the stats of who pays how much and what, and are the rich paying the fair share and that whole thing for you? Um, Elon scared the bejesus out of me about AI last night. Maybe we'll play a clip of that in an interview he did, and a bunch of other stuff on the way. If you missed an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. KSTE has your chance to win $1,000 now. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website, bank, B-A-N-K. That's bank. Enter bank now at kste.com. Good luck. Talk 650 KSTE. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Regulations are really only put into effect after something terrible has happened. That's correct. If that's the case for AI, and we only put in regulations after something terrible has happened, it may be too late to actually put the regulations in place. The AI may be in control at that point. You think that's real? It is, it is conceivable that AI could take control and reach a point where you couldn't turn it off and it would be making, making the decisions for people? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, that's, the, that's definitely the, where things are headed. That's Elon Musk talking to Tucker Carlson last night. That's a lot of AI this week. The number one news show in America did their whole episode about AI, 60 Minutes Sunday night. Then the number one cable show in America did the whole hour with Elon Musk talking about AI last night. That's because it's screaming at us like a freight train going 100 miles an hour and is going to disrupt everything on planet Earth. And nobody's exactly sure how or what. And, and, Elon's, and Elon made the point that, look, I'm not a regulation guy. I deal with cars and rockets and all these different things. I don't push for regulation. But I am around this because, as he said right there, if we don't get the regulation ahead of it, AI may end up to where we can't stop it. He knows more about it than I do. I don't know. But. Will it bring us a heaven or a hell, Jack? <sighs> I know what I'm betting. But it's so, anyway. Maybe it doesn't matter since uh change of topic on this tax day. I'm not sure I uh, believe in democracy anymore. I'm not sure people can govern themselves. The The fallback on that, though, is what's a better choice? I mean, it is really the worst form of government except for all the others. I do believe that. But uh, the old bromide or saying or whatever you want to call it that in politics that if you're explaining, you're losing. I think mm-hmm. that is true. It's certainly my observation in my lifetime, it is true. But it's unfortunate that it's true. Because sometimes, you know, it takes a little explaining to to uh, to understand a, a semi-complex thing that is very, very true. And on this tax day, I would like to repeat again, and I wish, I wish every Republican presidential candidate, senator, everybody, I wish they'd talk about this all the time. That for years... We have been misled by the left and the media about this whole income inequality thing and how unfair the tax system is because they use the statistics of income. They don't include the transfer of payments, which has only really come to light in the last couple of years and is starting to bubble up more and more and more to where you don't just talk about a guy who makes a household that makes $50,000 a year versus a household that makes $500,000 a year. And you say they make 10 times as much. No, they don't. Not in how much money you get to keep at the end. The $500,000 household gives away like half their money to the government. The $50,000 household ends up with like twice as much money. Mm -hmm. So it's not even close to 10 to 1 as it originally sounds. But again, already you're like, haven't followed this or didn't pay attention or tuned to a different radio station. Because if you're explaining, (laughs) you're losing. 
But so I was looking at some of the usual statistics that you hear on tax day, which are always astounding to me anyway. Um, uh, the percentage of uh, taxes that get paid by whoever. I mean, this is a little bit of a misleading headline. The top 1% paid nearly half of all income. That's a little misleading, but not a lot. The top 1% pays 42% of federal income taxes. It's close enough to half for the headline. So the top 1% pays close to half the taxes. So when people are saying the rich need to pay their fair share, what would the fair share be? I'd like to know. And then the top 50%, which I got to think, most of most of you listening right now are in the top 50% of earners. I can get into the numbers if you'd like to know what that means. Pay basically all the taxes. So the top half pay basically all the taxes is 98%. Well, and the other side of that coin is obviously that the people who pay no federal income tax or negative tax, because that's the thing too, uh, it's not the poorest 10% of us or the poorest 20% of us. It's 50% of the country. Well, so let's get into these, and this is going to be kind of complicated, and I'll talk slow because you don't have the numbers in front of you. You're listening to this whole transfer of payments thing. I think they should start breaking down taxes like this all the time when we talk about it. The lowest quintile of earners, that's that's the lowest 20%. The lowest 20% of earners are those with an income of about $25,000 or less. They have a combined tax and transfer rate of minus 127. Well, what does that mean? That re- that means they receive a dollar twenty-seven for every dollar they earn. The top quintile, the top twenty percent of uh, people, have a tax and transfer rate of about thirty-one percent, which means they pay about thirty-one cents for every dollar they earned. In effect, the top quintile, the top twenty percent, funds ninety percent of all government transfers so the top fifth pay 90 percent of all government transfers Hmm. is that a good way to structure society i'm not saying i know the right answer the biggest problem as i presented earlier is there's not a big enough voting block to ever stop government spending that's long been my theory whether it's federal politics or california politics specifically if you keep the number of people who are concerned about tax taxation and how it's spent if you keep that number as small as possible they'll never have enough votes to uh, to counteract your squandering their money right so whether whether you think it's fair or not there's no way to rein in crazy government programs or crazy government spending when there's only a small percentage of the country that cares that much about their taxes. you got half the country that doesn't pay any, so they don't care. Um, so they're not going to complain about a government program. Uh, there's, just, there's just no way to stop it. That's, that's the biggest problem. It doesn't have anything to do with the fairness part. But well, back- see if this makes sense to you. It's as if your one neighbor who you barely know, they're like seven houses down, Turns out to have stolen from your other neighbor eight houses down, who you don't know at all. How worked up are you going to be about that? It sucks. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of that neighbor seven houses down, but I'm not going to get militant about neighbor seven stealing from neighbor eight. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm not going to get militant about the government taking people's money and squandering it. It has nothing to do with me, says a sizable percentage of American voters. You see the issue? Yeah, that's why you can't get people worked up about government waste if you, if it's not your money. Um, so to break this down, and this is the latest tax numbers on this, that bottom quintile, 
earned an average of about $23,000 a year. And that's the number that's always used. But the real number of, in terms of the amount of money you have to spend and live on, or, or, or yeah, or live on, the transfer income, it comes out to about $55,000 a year in post-tax and transfer income from all the various benefits you get. So the reality is you're living the life of somebody who makes about $55,000 a year when you earn $22,000 a year. You wow. get up into the higher numbers, you might earn $500,000 a year, but the reality is you're living on, I don't know what it would be, two eighty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did they say how much you have to earn to be in the top quintile? Um, I got those numbers so many somewhere. I got so many numbers in front of me. I thought this was interesting. The top slice, uh, p- households that have a million dollars a year income, that's 900,000 households. I wouldn't have guessed there were nearly a million households that earn a million dollars a year or more. Wow, yeah. Well, there's a lot of, you know, you, you get into metro areas like New York and San Francisco and expensive places to live, and you're including a household income where it's both people working. It's about what you need to make to live there in Manhattan or someplace. Uh, but that group will uh, pay $772 billion in federal taxes, what did last year. 40% of all federal income taxes come from those 900,000 households. 40%. Wow. wow, they need to pay their fair share. So that, those 900,000 households across the country, in a, in, a, in a country of 340 million people, paying 40% of federal income taxes, they don't have enough people to vote out bad programs? You think obviously? that's an accident? Well, right. Yeah, and and the pitch is good. It's a progressive income tax code. We need to have the people who earn more pay more. Now, I remember as a kid, and this made me a weird little kid, when I first heard about the progressive income tax code, I assumed, well, of course they pay more. 10% of a million is far more than 10% of 50,000. But then it was expre- then it was explained to me, oh, no, 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 no. No, they pay a higher percentage. I thought immediately that's unfair as a kid. As a working-class kid, I thought that's awful. Uh, but it's a great pitch, especially because, you know, on average, people, there, there are fewer uh, rich people than there are, you know, average people, working-class people. Um, so it's a great political pitch. And then it's a fabulous scam to eliminate any accountability. Well, right. And then if you're lean fiscally conservative or don't like, you know, programs that don't do anything, in some cases, programs that make things worse... Um, you should hate this system because there's just not enough people to care to to stop these programs from happening. Yeah, but the beauty of the scam, I mean, the, the titanium coating around the scam is, you remember I spun that little metaphor about the neighbor stealing from the other neighbor, and it's, it's none of my business. Well, at the point it becomes your business, and you're saying, whoa, this whole system is a scam deliberately designed, blah, blah, blah. You're in one of those groups that would benefit from rejiggering the tax code. And so it is effortless to portray you as being selfish, greedy, selfish, successful, whatever. Because otherwise, it's not your problem. Otherwise, you would have to mobilize lots and lots of people who are, say, in the middle quintile to say, hey, we need to raise taxes on, you know, <laughs> you know, us people in the middle class because we're we're being pandered to for the purposes of creating a uh, an electorate that doesn't give a crap about what's spent and how and you're just not going to get that people that group of people mobilized 
And my final thing, which I've said a million times, if I was king and ruled the world and could do one thing about taxes, and it shouldn't be controversy at all, it wouldn't be illegal, it wouldn't cost anybody a cent. But I think it would change everything overnight if you ended withholding. If you ended withholding and you had to cut a check every month for that chunk, you got your whatever you make, you got your $3,000 paycheck at the end of the month, but you had to send in a thousand dollars. You had to write that check one thousand dollars. Now I'm going to write it out in words: one thousand and zero zero one hundred dollars. Sign here, month of May. Right. Taxes would change over freaking night. Yeah, yeah. But the way the withholding works, nobody feels like they ever had that money in the first place. My final thought is, and again, it's an Armstrong and Getty classic: is anytime anybody offers up any serious. Uh, tax reform proposal, like really restructuring the system. People scream and, and cry and say, oh, no, it might do this or it might do that. Or, oh, what are the... If you... Well, let me put it to you like this. Nobody would ever, ever come up with our current tax system. Not if you tortured them. Not if you, f- <laughs> right. not if you pumped them full of LSD. Not if they were mentally ill. Not if they were intentionally trying to torture humanity. Would they come up with a system this Byzantine, incomprehensible, and inconsistent? Nobody ever, ever would. But the minute anybody says, how about we go with the flat tax or the fair tax or whatever, people just wet their pants and run around in circles like you've proposed, I don't know, bestiality. It's it's almost hilarious. Well, and since we are running our greatest hits of tax greeds on this tax day, I will end with this one. How is it possibly constitutional to have a tax system so complicated? The government mandates you pay these taxes. If you don't, you go to jail. And then they make it so complicated, you have to hire somebody to figure out what you owe. I mean, how is that possible? It's an obscenity. Good Lord, you've made it so complicated to follow, follow the law, I have to fire, hire somebody who's an expert to make sure I get it right. Crazy. Son of a... Will we see a simpler system in our lifetime where it's just a flat tax or consumption tax or whatever? I can't be trusted to answer that question. Mm. I'm so disgusted and so, you know, I have such an ideology on this topic. Mm. My answer wouldn't be an honest one. That's enough of that. We'll finish strong next. Hey, guys, just remember, the oh, yeah. IRS will never call you. Uh, that's a good a good tip today. They're not going to call you. So if somebody calls you, uh, I'm, a, I'm a from the IRS. You need to send me your Social Security number right this moment. That's not the IRS. I just got IRS. a call from Carlos Lopez. I don't know a Carlos Lopez. Call him back and give him your Social Security number. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with tax money because you know what I'm saying? Like, when you donate, like, when you donate to a kid from a foreign country, they give you updates of what they're doing with your donation. I want to know what you're doing with my tax money because I'm from New York and the streets is always dirty. We was voted the dirtiest city in America. What is y'all doing? There's still rats on the damn trains. I know y'all not spending it in no damn prison because y'all be giving two underwears, one jumpsuit for like five months. So what is y'all doing with my money? What is y'all doing with my money? I want to know. I want receipts. I want everything. I want to know what y'all doing with my What is y'all <laughs> That's Nikki Haley's statement today on this tax day. She's running hilarious. That was Cardi B. <laughs> they only give you two underwears. That is something. A woman becomes successful and sees the reality of taxation and goes nuts. Right, and she's making enough money. I'm sure millions, where it's a giant amount, and she's saying, "Well, so where does this go?" I'm looking around. I'm seeing rats on the train. I've been in prison. It ain't there. So, <laughs> uh, you know what I'd love to say? See, this is one of my uh, tax fantasies: is that um, everybody in the United States, randomly, uh, but you know, adjusted for their income, has printed on their tax forms or their when they get a, a refund or, or their bill or whatever what you paid for. Oh, that'd be great. Whether uh, maybe it would be a pie chart or something like that, but uh, I like the idea of randomly. Turns out every diamond taxes I paid supports some dam somewhere. <laughs> right. But you are entirely for a redundant program that the Department of Education runs that's never benefited anybody ever, and that's every dime of tax you paid this year. Yeah, that happens a lot. Some people, you'd you'd get your form would say you supported the Marines, and you'd think, oh, that's cool. But most of us wouldn't think it was so cool. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, 
the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, thank you, Jack. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo is pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought? Yeah, today Joe mentioned that incest helps cure um, heart disease in some way. There was a study on that. I used to do these studies in college. and I'm not what I said. I'm not volunteering for that study. I don't care what it pays. No, that is absolutely not what I said. You are sick and irresponsible. And that was not Nikki Haley. Jack, a final thought? Yeah, one of my uh, best things my dad ever said that I think about a lot around taxes is when you go to buy something, um, like if you're getting a thousand dollar iPhone, think of a, think of it in terms of no, well, you're not, you're paying two thousand dollars in salary for that. For instance, if you pay fifty percent with federal, state, and sales tax, that's mm. two thousand dollars of your salary for the thousand dollar iPhone, which is true. If you start thinking of things that way, you'll change your spending habits. You really will. Yeah, if you think about it in terms of time, too, that's another way to look at it. Uh, My final thought is this grand experiment continues in America's blue cities, decriminalizing crime, removing the negative repercussions for bad behavior. Gosh, golly, I wonder what will happen. That was sarcastic. This is sincere. I wonder how long it'll take before the outrage of citizens trumps the interests of public employee unions and the progressive lunatics. Oof. Not in my lifetime. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the hot links for you. Got some great A&G swag. Pick yourself up a t-shirt or a hat or a sports bra and drop us a line if there's something we ought to be talking about. Email it to armstrong... I'm sorry. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Free Draymond. While supplies last. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Let's go out with a bang. When the wake-up call comes for the country, it's not going to come as a gentle caress on the arm. No, it's going to be a fist <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. Why did you do that? Ow! Yeah! <laughs> Don't you think that's a little odd? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. It's one of the things that would really affect the future dramatically. Yeah. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. Have a terrific day. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.